So you think you know about our next guests, right, Jack? But I think the people are going to find out who these guests really are. Yeah, because the next guests are us, Rex. What's up, y'all? This is the Mama episode, episode 24. You get to know us a little bit better. This is On Your Sidelines. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Bring it in, everybody. Welcome to episode 24, the Black Mamba episode. Rest in peace to the great Kobe Bryant. I'm sports director Rex Castillo. I got it right this time, Jack. Look yes, at that. you did. Thank God. And I am weekend sports anchor Jack Patterson. Well, before we get into this very special episode, as Jack mentioned, this episode will be about your News 3 sports team, myself and Jack. We will interview each other. Time for that t-shirt check-in. It's Black History Month, Jack, and you got a wonderful HBCU Right there on your chest. Exactly. This goes to my time at Fort Valley State University. I spent two years there, uh, 2010 through 2012. Uh, this is the shirt I had. I worked for the football team for a couple seasons. So uh, a lot of great memories made at Fort Valley. And I got a lot of family ties at Fort Valley as well. My mom, my a couple of uncle, um, a uncle and aunt all graduated from there. So I have a, a lot of love in my heart for Fort Valley. And, uh, man, I, I learned a lot about myself and a, a lot about, you know, my passion to business at Fort Valley as well. So, uh, like I said, I got a special place in my heart for the golden blue, uh, excuse me, the royal blue and the old gold there you of go. Fort Valley State. Good times at the calf too, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, well, I, I'm kind of regular degular right now, but I'll, I decided to bring in the cup. Fear the beak with the UTSA Roadrunners. Go Runners! I was probably the loudest and most obnoxious Roadrunner fan the entire football season. What an amazing run for the blue and orange there. You should have brought the fat head in. I really should have, right? That was, a, for, for those who don't know, there's a giant fat head that a lot of my college best friends made me. Uh, they held it up during graduation. I was in completely embarrassed, but completely in awe as well. But Jack, here we are, man. Exactly, man. This is a little different. Uh, it's a lot different. So the reason why we uh, decided to do this episode, one, I think it is about time we pull back the curtain a little bit for everyone listening. Thank you for listening to the podcast. But also, we are neck deep in high school basketball coverage. Alabama, uh, we're in the final eight round right now as of recording this, and Georgia's about to tip off their playoffs uh, Jack and I have looked at the schedule, and Jack, isn't it like we have a game every single day? This is literally the only time we're going to be together with each other for like the next week. already miss you, but um, <laughs> it's one of these things where it is a lot of fun. I, I think all of everyone knows us as, you know, being on TV. We're there at every uh, as many sporting events as we can, but let's start at the beginning for you, my friend. When did you know this is what you wanted to do for a living? Oh, man. Uh, I, I, w- I would say middle school. Um, I went, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Columbus, grew hey. up, born and raised. Uh, so I went to East Columbus Madden Academy over on the east side off of um, Georgetown Drive. And um, when I was in seventh grade, I had the opportunity. Um, <laughs> the funny thing, how my journalism career started. Yeah. Uh, we had a school news program at East Columbus, had like a little mini studio and everything. And I wanted to get on dope it. for a middle school? Yeah. It was in the technology classroom. And the thing, the funny thing is, you know, everybody's like, you know, you know, and don't get me wrong, I watched Sports Center, you know, I grew up watching Stuart Scott and, and all those things. But how I I got my first, you know, taste of television mm-hmm. was 
uh, my bus would get to the school like very early, like even before breakfast started. Gotcha. So when that happened, they would let us into the building, but you had to sit by your locker and you had to read your library book. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I was like, I, you know, I don't get me wrong. I love reading, but I'm like, I, I don't want to just read first thing in the morning. So that was just something to like, keep the kids in line. Right? Ba- no, that's exactly what it was. So I ended up, um, kind of finagling my way. I knew a couple people who were doing it. So I went to the teacher and said, Hey, I want to do it. Can I be on it? And they go like, yeah, sure. So that's how I got onto the school news crew at uh, East Columbus, the uh, ECMA morning news. So, oh, that's so would you guys like read headlines for like what's happening that yeah, day? Like, you know, head, you know, like club announcements gotcha. and the lunch menu and, you know, you do the pledge and all that stuff. Uh, so it, but that was my first taste of television. Actually, what's really funny is that I did that. I did that for a little while in my middle school too. They kind of had this thing where the same teacher who did it for years pick up the microphone, read the morning mm-hmm. announcements. They just got tired of doing it. So, like, let's get the kids involved. And I was probably way too young to watch this movie, but I had just watched Good Morning Vietnam with, um, uh, gosh, the action. I'm very tired these days, guys. <laughs> but Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams, phenomenal Adrian Cornauer movie. Where he was just over the top. He's like, good morning, Vietnam, and all that stuff. So <laughs> I decided to, like, as a seventh grader, go, like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And everyone came up to me, like, that was awesome. But then it got to the point where I had to come to school, like, 30 minutes before everybody else. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is this is starting to get old. <laughs> so gave it up to somebody else. But um, I would say, for me, it's about the same time, too. Uh, I think Stuart Scott for our generation was yeah. pretty much the landmark. Um, I loved watching sports center for everyone who, uh, for everyone out there. I, yes, I claim Houston, Texas as my home, but I actually grew up overseas in Saudi Arabia. My dad was an oil engineer. We grew up in a small town called Rastanura on the East side of no, sorry. Yes. The East side of Saudi Arabia, right by the, the, um, Persian Gulf. So if you go across the body of water, Iraq is right there. That was really interesting, but, uh, somehow we got satellite TV, uh, out of my watching cartoon phase, saw Sports Center. Really got into the Kobe Bryant, Shaq Lakers, and then found out that like, oh wait, there's an entire show where you can just watch sports all the time. Yeah, and you start learning about Allen Iversons of the world. You know, I think Jordan was just thinking about coming back from retirement. Um, I like kind of paid attention to the Rockets. My brother was a bigger Rockets fan and a huge Olajuwon fan. And yeah, I love Steve Francis and all that. But yeah, it was around the same time. Like, okay, I could do this. And I also wanted to ask you, were you the kid who people said that you talked too much in class? Oh, absolutely. See, I the re- same thing for me. See, the thing is, I I ran, when it came to sports, I ran my mouth with the best. Bro, of right? <laughs> you want to talk it? I, I got three hours. We exactly. Can do we can, I could talk sports until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> and then catch a breath and do it some more. So, so you want to talk about a different sport this exactly. time, right? <laughs> so, that, so that is 1,000% me. And for those one who uh, does know Jack, he's a proud Shaw Raider. Talk about the next evolution of your career and getting towards that at Shaw High School. So uh, going from East Columbus, anybody who knows Muskogee County, the way it works is each school has a magnet program. Mm-hmm. So you can – so regardless of what school you're districted in, um, I, where I grew up, I was districted for the Kendrick, um, district. Cause so if you didn't get into the magnet program, you'd be a Kendrick. Champion. Yeah. I would have been, I would have been at Kendrick. Gotcha. But, um, so I had an opportunity to go, um, apply for some magnet programs. Uh, you know, my grades were good. And so I decided, you know, I wanted to go to Shaw because I knew, I saw that they had the, um, 
they had two things that interested me. Gotcha. One was the media magnet. They, they were at the time they were the global media resources magnet. It is mm-hmm. now the Mass Communications Academy. And then the second thing was they had a really good baseball team. You know, this was the at this point in time they were you know coached by Charles Flowers, who we had on a previous episode of On Your Sidelines. Great episode, by the way. Yes, you can go check that out. But um, they were coached by Charles Charles Flowers at this time, and they were up. You know, outside of what Bobby Howard was doing in Columbus, they were a powerhouse down here. Mm-hmm. So, and I grew up playing baseball, and I'm like, I'm going to get back. I hadn't played baseball in a little bit, but yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get back in baseball. I'm going to go play for Shaw. They're like, that was my mindset. I was going to go play baseball, and I was going to do TV. That's why I went to Shaw. You see one of those two things work. <laughs> What's actually really funny is that now that's another similarity. I played high school, I played high school ball out in boarding school in Cali. And I don't know. I was always the guy that would always, if the TV was on SportsCenter or on ESPN, I was there. It was always that man, man, just really great times. But of course, you didn't you didn't turn into a baseball player, but you did have a phenomenal tennis career. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you good. like slam a ball into a kid's like to your opponent's chest one day? The one two, match, the two thousand and nine Region Two AAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> playing troop. still one of my favorite stories of Jack Play, Patterson sports career playing troop County. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so let's, let's rewind a little bit. So I, I don't, I missed tryouts for baseball my freshman year. Attaboy. So I'm like, okay, I've got to get in some kind of shape. So I'm like, you know what? I'll play tennis. They had, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we want people to come play tennis. So I'll, I'll go play tennis. And my freshman year, I was God awful. <laughs> I, I had two wins and they were both by forfeit. So, Still count, though. So, Win's a win. So, technically, I was winless. Ah. So, I was awful. And then uh, my sophomore year, we got our um, coach, who's still the coach now, Lori McElroy, who's also the softball coach over at Shaw. Uh, so, shout out to Coach Mack for certain. Uh, she took over the team and flipped things upside down. I, yeah. won, I ended up winning, I think, like nine games my sophomore year. Let's go. And, like, it just – it we were on the train at that point. We barely missed the playoffs my yeah. sophomore year. So junior year, you know, we're like, this is the year. But then we lost literally our entire team, not named Jack Patterson. <laughs> so now you're the what the captain and lead recruiter for the tennis team. That is exactly <laughs> like I I always call my the teams my junior and senior the most dysfunctional team in Region Two Triple A because. <laughs> We were literally pulling people off, off the, you know, not off the street, but like anybody that we could rope into playing tennis, we roped into playing tennis. But it, how did it work out? It worked out. Let's great go because we ended up um, making the playoffs my junior year. That's so dope. So it, it was insane. And that play you mentioned, we were playing Troop County, uh, in. I was a, we were the last people on court and uh, we had already clinched the spot because we were up four matches to none. So we were going to win. Yeah. But then the last shot. So you win in hand and you're trying to go for the kill shot. Well, I didn't know we had won. Okay, I got you. I, I was still on the court. So nobody had told us, you know, what. Obviously, the way tennis works around yeah. here, you're, if you're locked into your match, you really don't pay attention to anything Yeah, else. so I, don't, I have no idea if my guys have won or lost. So, you know, I'm going all out. And then I I was a really good net player. So I go overhead smash and it goes right into the poor tennis <laughs> <laughs> and I and just flat. He he's on, I'm over here celebrating. Uh-huh. Me and my partner we're over here celebrating, and he is on the ground in agony. <laughs> Way to go, Jack! Way to take some yeah. kids' soul. That's how I got my nickname, the Jack Attack. There you go. I that love is it. that is how I got my nickname because that was just that was 
And then once I realized he was on the ground, of course, I went to go make sure you he went was to go okay. stop on his neck. No, did you? No, <laughs> no. boy. So, but enough about me. What's up? You got to talk about your baseball career <laughs> because you are the Mr. 400 hitter, man. Okay. <laughs> so I uh, played baseball um, in Saudi Arabia. They, they had limited sports, like what to do for youth kids and all that. Soccer was big there, but I was, I was, it was either soccer or baseball. Always gravitated towards baseball just because I could hit a thing. <laughs> so um, loved it since the beginning. My mom still has like peewee pictures of me up in the house in Houston. Um, so I played it through through elementary school. Middle school is kind of when like kids start taking it serious. For the Little League World Series, we actually fielded a team. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go through the process with like the international bracket. And we had teams. I think we had one team get to Williamsport. Um, we had a lot of kids go to, for us, our bracket, um, we would have to go to, to Europe. Yeah. Uh, I just, I never signed up for it. I don't know why. Cause one random summer, some kids wrote me into being a water polo goalie, which that was interesting. And it was a lot of fun. Gosh, water polo will get you in shape. y'all. <laughs> so I actually went to the junior Olympics for water polo, um, randomly qualified there really like for kids. If you ha- if you play, imagine a bunch of kids inside Arabia in the middle of the desert who happened to have a pool, play water polo because their parents decided to pick it up. I was the goalie because no one else wanted to do it. I also realized that you have to be the most fit person in the pool to do that. But back to baseball, always loved it. And I just wanted to play in, in high school. I went to a boarding school because another random thing, uh, the schools in Saudi Arabia, I went to like an international school, actually did trimesters versus semesters. And we were on an American curriculum. We would learn American history. I had English speaking teachers. And uh, every break would be kind of random, but the baseball season in Saudi Arabia was crazy. Um, the oil company that my dad worked for, for Aramco, had different commu- had different communities around the country, kind of within the same area. So we would. Ta- I lived in Rasnura. There was Dahran, Abcake, and Udalia. If anyone knows these names, please contact me because that's pretty amazing. <laughs> but. These are all very similar towns. Basically, we lived on a Fort Benning and we'd play other army bases, quote unquote army bases. And that's exactly how I grew up playing baseball. Got to high school, played in a very small um, private school. It would be like the size of Pacelli, I guess. And we had a phenomenal coach, Coach Ben Soto, who I consider like my uh, second dad out there. As far as the 400, I don't know how that happened. Uh, if you go look up Rex Castillo oh on Max Preps, it is in record. <laughs> so go look that up. For, yeah, apparently Jack looked it up one day just randomly because I was like, hey, well, we're on Max Preps all the time. Um, for sports reporters out there, don't trust it all the time. Follow up with coaches. But yeah, um, Kate, the Kate Rams High School, uh, Kate Rams from Kate School in Carpentry, California, my average is like 400. Now, I'm convinced that was because they only recorded one game. I do remember one game. It was like the season opener or like first five games of the season. I was hitting terribly for the first two games. Opened my stance up, and I go like three for four with a single and two doubles. And my coach was like, what did you do? Just keep doing that. <laughs> I, was never the f- I was never in the top three. As far as hitting, I was always like the five or six hitter, mm-hmm. which I was like, all right, like this kind of sucks because, you know, in Little League, it's kind of an ego thing if you're in the top three or yeah. top four. For me, I'm like, someone explains to me like, no, you're like another leadoff hitter. So don't stink at it. And yeah, uh, baseball had always been a passion of mine, man. It's just so tough to play baseball outside of like high school. Oh, yeah. But I mean, coming down here and like you mentioned, Coach Flowers and the Bobby Howards of the world, there's some good baseball being played around here. Coach Simo just won it with Auburn High. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the love for baseball, I always loved playing it, 
watching it is fun. I mean, yes, you're going to hate me, everybody out there. I'm an Astros fan. I've had to live in Braves country with all this. Congratulations again, Jack. My world championship shirt is in the office as Still we speak. Still there. And he has banners and everything in the office, too. So I get to do that. You bought that. me that banner. So well, I mean, come you. on. Well, come on, man. You had to, you had to get that. Um, I, but as far as sports watching, though, like uh, being Filipino, basketball is what you want to watch. And basketball is what we grew up with. Like I mentioned, uh, Lakers and Rockets fan. Football, always love covering it, covering it too. But yeah, baseball had always been the love, man. And it's just something about being on a diamond. You get to be outside for three or four hours and yeah. just hang out. Uh, also played baseball because mom refused to sign the permission slip to play football. <laughs> Pediatric nurse wanted none of it. And then I tore my ACL playing uh, basketball, actually. Um, oh. JV basketball. I was like on the, I was, I thought I was on the cusp of making varsity. Because not only was I short, but I was kind of slow and um, didn't have the greatest shot. But I love playing defense, love rebounding, wanted to get this one block. It was the it was like towards the end of the season, wanted to get this one block towards the end of the game. I was playing in garbage time and just went up for the block, missed the ball, and landed incorrectly on my, on my other team. Ouch. Snapped my leg. And Ouch. That, oh, Ouch. That's never fun. Six to seven months of rehab. and But, yeah, I always kept the passion for sports. I always wanted to yeah. talk about it and – you know, when I got to college, it was, I went to, the, uh, again, amazing UTSA, did not have a J school out there. So I had to go through the army to do the broadcast journalism thing. And we're going to get to that part <laughs> too, because that is absolutely incredible. But let's talk about your time, you know, at UTSA. Yeah. Because you did, you did a lot of stuff. You worked for the Paisano. I worked for the Paisano. Shout out to an incredible independent newspaper. Um, And I think there that, there's a lot that needs to be said about that because it's not, um, it's not run by the university. It's not really any affiliation for the university, but it has university kids. And those are kids who I think they're still doing amazing work that you get a, it's a pub, it's a weekly. Oh no, it's a daily. It's a daily. Yeah, it's a daily. Um, and it was one of those things where like, I, it, that was my first true newsroom environment. And I got to work with peers and I got, Got to work as a sports writer, and it was like someone mentioned, like, dude, this is another class. What are you doing? But yeah, but I, I get media credentials, and I get to go to all these games. I wish I joined it earlier because, mm-hmm. you know, fooling around, just trying to do the college thing. But the Paisano was fantastic. Covered some UTSA football games, volleyball games. You would get those necessary reps to become, a, to become a, a better reporter. And I actually still have some of those credentials up in the office right now. Yeah, it's in the office right now. Just a reminder to where it goes. Um, we covered the Western, uh, no, the West uh, Western Athletic Conference, the WAC Conference, um, bas- men's basketball tournament, and it was in my hometown in Katy, Texas. Nice. So I was like, hey, we'll save our money for a hotel, y'all. Let's just go to my place and just hang out. And that was fantastic. Uh, it was um, a really good group of people. Steve Whitaker, Burke Frey, and... Oh gosh, one more person. She's gonna kill me. She was awesome, our awesome photographer. But we called ourselves the Happy Corner because we were always loud. <laughs> surprise, surprise! My office is loud, and we, we just had a great time, man. It I mean, really this is fun. just the 2022 version of the Happy Corner. Very much so. Very, very much so. The highlight factor in the Happy Corner, you know, worlds collide. <laughs> Steve Whitaker and Burke still doing great. I cannot remember this last. Uh, golly, Brianna. Cristiano, Brianna Cristiano. If I get this wrong, I'm giving you a special shout out later, girl. But yeah, I love those guys for the time they had. Uh, member of the Filipino Student Association as well. And um, yeah, it was <laughs> some really good times to see that the roots took place there. But yeah, just no J school. So I, that was kind of frustrating. But, you know, I wasn't smart enough to get into UT. Um, just grades didn't match. Texas Tech was a little too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though Lubbock... Wonderful environment. A great time to be a Texas Tech uh, basketball fan at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, but, 
Yeah, it was it was a wonderful time. I wouldn't have changed it. Uh, Jack, for you though, with, with Ford Valley, working with a football team, right? Yeah. So uh, when I was at Shaw, I was uh, the one of the videographers for the football team, right? And I ran the department my junior and senior year. Got you. Um, and that's how I started um, shooting. My, my that's how I started shooting sports. Mm-hmm. So um, and I was able to carry that over to um, Fort Valley. I was able to get connected uh, with my buddy Jacory, Jacory Marcus, and uh, he he got me hooked up where we could. He, he was running the video department for the uh, football team at the time, so uh, I got on his staff, and I would, well, you know, next thing I knew, I'm sh- I'm shooting Division Two football, you know, and I'm there's a special thing about you know shooting football for you know college and everything, and yeah, knowing very much that, so, and knowing that you got because it, it's. You know, because this is their game film. This is the film that they're watching for um for scouting for and, scouting and for and, yeah and, and to uh, get better throughout the season. Exactly. Right? So this is the film that they're and not only that, but you have to send this film, the game film. You have to send that film to the other teams that you're playing. Right. Like you have to, otherwise you would get fined by the conference. So ain't nobody got time for that. No, no especially <laughs> not. So, uh, so it was an important job. But you know, man, we had so much fun doing doing that job. We had our own office in the um. Old gym, uh, crap! I can't remember the name of the gym, but we had our. We also have been in how many gyms now? But, Thousands. But it's the old gym on Fort Valley's campus. It's not the HPE that they play the um semifinals. Got you for um GHSA basketball, but it's uh, I think it was Woodruff Gym or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the old gym, and we had an office in there, and um and we had our own whiteboard and everything. We would have like quotes, and then we had the the breakdown of what coaches wanted what version of the video and everything so it was a, like a legit like it's a occup- legit job it's a, it's a legit job that yeah, you have to do well it's a, it's a legit operation that you cannot screw up <laughs> like because you, do, you don't want the, the the conference to find you and at the same time like that must be really cool though to have a, a, a real it's a behind the scenes but yeah. a really important role in hbcu football oh absolutely and you get you, like you have a big role and you know we would go on road trips and everything one of my favorite ones was um going to clark atlanta uh that's where they shot drumline at Oh really? Yes, that stadium. Okay, I got Clark, you. Clark Atlanta Stadium. That's what that was my first ever road game. Oh, nice. And dude, that place, that stadium was beautiful. Like just the scenery and everything is just gorgeous. And mm-hmm. then uh, went and covered the. Um, we were in the Biker Classic. Um, I want to say 2011. And where, where people for people who don't know where's the Biker Classic? Uh, at? Daytona Beach. We played. Bethune, oh, we played Bethune Cookman. And oh, man, that band, that it, it band was, too. It, it was during Daytona Bike Week, which is a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. Like, it's one of the biggest things in Daytona not named the Daytona, Daytona 500. Got you. So, it, it is a huge deal. Like, the place was packed. Mm-hmm. It was such a fun time down there. Uh, and, but just all the things that I learned, you know, just, you know, shooting-wise and personally, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a a lot of fun, but I kind of ran into the same issue that you did is that Fort Valley didn't really have a great journalism program at that time. So I had, you know, kind of make a decision and I'm like, okay. So I ended up coming back home for a bit, took a little bit of time off. Um, But meanwhile, while I'm doing that, you decided to enter the army. So really funny story about that. My dad, who was a disciplinarian, um, took school, took grades very seriously. He thought I was going to be an engineer. He actually signed me up for engineering 
He's like, so Rex, here you are. We're at freshman orientation. By the way, your degree is engineering. Like, wait, who decided that? <laughs> whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. Who said I was going to be an engineer? An electrical engineer at that. Yeah, it says it right here. I had slacked off my summer before my freshman year. Ew. I was way too busy fooling around. And my dad <laughs> literally set up everything at UTSA, my account, my everything. And I was like, oh, dang, I should have paid attention. You really should have. So... That didn't work out. I had changed my degree. My friends keep making fun of me for this. I changed my degree upwards of five times looking for something. Um, and if you ever look at a degree plan, they have that section for electives. Yeah. They added rows for mine. And, and um, it just got to a point, though, where it was like I was fooling around. I was wasting my time and my parents' money. So my dad and I came up with a contract. It was like, look, you need to get your GPA up to this certain level because I think I was, I'll be honest, I was low twos. Like, get it up to a three. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you sign up for the military. Oh, okay. This was the biggest heart to heart that I've ever had with my reality dad. check. Very much so. And I actually got to the three, but then I met him, uh, a friend of mine, Noel Santiago. I hope he's doing well. Um, he actually did some research for me. He's like, Hey, look, the national guard, I'm signing up for it. Cause he wanted to be an infantryman. It, that was his dream. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, look, there's this, uh, there's this, opening in the national guard it's called a 46 wow still remember the mos number and everything 46 romeo and it means that just means it's a number and a job this is your job in the military when you become a soldier it was a public affairs officer uh working in there and they had this little spiel on the website like this is what you do and they actually had a woman there like she's in her combat uniform and then she transitions to doing a stand-up and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it my parents nervous as all get out Take a semester off, go do basic training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. All right. It is hot in South Carolina in August, y'all. It is hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I went to basic, 10 weeks of that, learned everything at basic combat training. And I'll, I'll be honest, like, <clears throat> Jack has seen the side of me where I get kind of intense in the office. Yes. <laughs> get mission driven and start talking a little bit more sterner. That's all military. Um, just because, like, that is a very much a... This is the mission now. Let's get it done. Um, and that's where kind of I, I get my work ethic from because there's nothing's given to you in the military. Everything mm-hmm. is earned and lost a ton of weight uh, just because you're sweating in 9,500 degree weather with a freaking. <laughs> all and the, and all you're the working on. out. You're doing all twice this a stuff. day. You're up at five in the morning. I did all of that. Actually, when I like when we went on R&R for a little bit, I went to bed at like seven o'clock at night when I visited my parents. I woke up before them. They're like, What is going on? I would be the guy who slept until two in the afternoon. Um, but after doing that, I remember putting everything together in my Texas Army National Guard unit. Um, mm-hmm. Every once a month, go to the unit. We would do a package, basically, on whatever the Army's doing. Very much a PR role. But I would shoot. I would write. I would edit. I tell you, man, those 15 weeks in uh, Fort Meade, Maryland, where I advanced individual training, where after basic training, okay, you know how to do the basic stuff of being a soldier. You know how to load an AR-15. You know how to, you're, you're in shape, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Now they send you off to this, which is called AIT. 15 weeks in Fort Meade, Maryland. Lord, it is cold there. But, oh, it was fun. It was fun. It was definitely tough. But there was a broad, I remember getting so excited to get to the um, editing class. And I think I used a version of Edius. Did I use Edius? No, I, I forgot what I used. But I shot stuff. I'd always been interested in cameras, like using them. I'd be the kid with the home, the home, the, the camcorders yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, obsessed with the Zoom, which is probably why I use them so much in my videos now. But I just remember being in that environment and understanding, like, dude, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. 
And uh, a couple years through the contract, I, I, I spent like my last two years of college, I was actually also in the National Guard. Spent way too long in college. Mm-hmm. But graduated and signed my first contract with Time Warner, which your news now, with Time Warner Cable, what is now Spectrum News. Yeah. Uh, with your news now in Austin as a Temple Bureau reporter a week before I graduated, or three weeks before I graduated. So that was, yeah, the journey through the National Guard and, you know, serving. It, I will never forget my mom and dad's reaction when I like was walking out in my uniform. That was a, that was a really proud moment. That was, that was really crazy awesome. to accomplish that. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. So a lot of that still sticks with me. My, my parents still have like, of course, a picture of me in uniform somewhere. Golly. I remember giving them, giving them some old ACUs, which they probably should donate by now or just be my dad's yard work clothes. Ah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, that's um, a lot of what I learned. It, it's not your traditional like Grady college or, you know, um, Arizona State, these amazing programs, these amazing J schools. But it was, um, I think for people like us, Jack, like this makes uh, this uh, for me, and I think I see this from you too, you appreciate the job that we're in now because it is, it's hard getting one yeah. of these gigs. Oh, it's absolutely hard. You know, for me, you know, I got in, you know, I, just, I skipped past this point, but when I graduated from Shaw, Shaw is partners in education with WTVM Channel 9. Mm-hmm. And that lined me up to get a job. Like li- I literally started there as a production tech two weeks after I graduated from Shaw. So you, wow, you were in the workforce. I was 18 and working at WTVM. Already in the, already in the business. Exactly. Wow. And uh, I was having a blast. Yeah. And, you know, working with, you know, at the time, you know, Dave Plata and Jason Dennis, Barbara Gaucher, you know, and uh, working with all these amazing people and, what was it like for you to drive to the news station working there as an 18 year old who'd always been? Who well, I wasn't was. even driving at that point. I didn't have a car. <laughs> it, was, awesome. it, was, it was whoever could take me, you know, it would be, oh, just getting, it would be my mom or it'd be my dad. Family or Uber. There was a, there was a couple of times where it was my neighbor across the street. Shout out to Mr. Brown. <laughs> That's uh, dope. He would, he would take me to work sometimes. So that, that would literally be how I would get to work sometimes. <laughs> That's so great. Man. But gosh, man, it, it was it was mind blowing to be that age, like working, you know, full time. That's amazing. So, um, but, and then it, it was so hard for me to leave that job when I um, went to Fort Valley. Yeah. Cause uh, I had to give up the job cause I, yeah, I didn't have a car. I couldn't drive back and forth. Right. And you know, and Fort Valley is an hour away. So that would have been a lot. So, uh, and you had to invest in your future at that point, which is like, yeah. look, I have to go do this. Yeah. Well, it's not so much. I had to, as my mom made me. Well, that's fair. <laughs> my mom's like, Cause you getting I'm, out this house? Yeah, my mom's like, you got you getting out this house? You going you going to experience experience I life done outside enough, of Columbus? I done enough work. It's time for you to take. So over. that that that's how that happened. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it so was. You said you spent a couple years at Fort Valley. What was the decision? A tough decision to to step away. Man, it, it's just the thing that got me is that and kind of it kind of knocked my morale down. Yeah, is that. It was seen journalism was seen like the easy degree. Okay, and that 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 was that that kind of you know. And this was might have changed, but at the time it was just like yeah. I mean, it's different now. Like I've seen their program now, and it looks amazing. That's great. But at that point, it was it 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 was deflating. Yeah, it was very deflating. And um, my I'll, I'll be honest, I it it I wasn't happy. Okay, because it. I'm like, man, what am I doing if, you know, because there's like a couple of people here, mm-hmm. you know, who are legit, 
Like who, legit who, into it. Yeah, legit into it. Like shout out to my boy Gary and to my girl Brienne, who they were two of my best friends. They were upperclassmen, but they would look they looked out for me and they were like, hey, then you know, um, watch out is, for this kid. And well, no, this or, is how you do this. This is how you do this. Like they looked out for me, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. And but man, it it was I was it was to a point where I was getting depressed, and it just kind of like okay. That that's it. That's all. So how'd you sign up at WRBL? So um, come back come back home, and I try. So one thing that a lot of people don't know. So I come back home and I'm like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta have a job, right? At this point, yeah, you gotta, grown. Gotta have a job because I'm uh, just about to turn twenty. No, just about to turn nineteen at this point. So gotta have a job, and so I try to apply here. Try to apply at Channel Nine. Try to apply at. Um, channel WLTZ channel 38 uh, Never hear back from WLTZ Okay Okay uh, Try to go Back to channel 9 uh, They pick somebody else Dang So I'm like oh, Crap uh, I get an interview here Yeah Okay And um, Get an interview And I feel like You know I do well And I knock it out of part And they Ended up hiring somebody That who had previously worked here Okay So that's the crazy thing is I, I've been rejected by all three stations here in the city. That's insane. And here you are. <laughs> so, uh, so at that point I was like, well, crap. So, uh, I ended up working at the Walmart in Phoenix city, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'll be straight the up. Story, like, we probably do another podcast about the stories you got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen an Xbox fly up 30 feet in the air on black Friday, bro. <laughs> Walmart is an insane place on Black Friday. <laughs> Man, I, I have stories on stories on <laughs> stories about my time there that we just don't have time for. That's another, yeah, that's, that's but, true. But, um, so I worked there for about a year. And then I see an, um, I see uh, an open, they have an opening here. Okay, back in News 3. Yeah, back here. Gotcha. So I'm like, okay, I got to apply. So at this point, I have a, it, this is 2013. This yeah. is 2013. January 13. I have a Verizon flip phone as myself. Let's go. Okay. Just like Stetson Bennett. Worse than Stetson Bennett. Worse than Stetson. Okay. All right. This is like a bare bones flip phone. Okay. Let's go. I am on my phone, flip phone, applying for this job. Okay. And I get a call back um, from, and I do the uh, interview with uh, Arthur Ship, who's our marketing director. He's our, he was our production manager back then. Uh, do the interview with him and get the job. Let's go. So I uh, start here in February of 2013 as a production tech. And God, man, you know, you alluded to how it's hard to get in this business. Like that was my biggest, that was such a sigh of relief because it, I thought I had, you know, I don't, I don't want to say throw away, but I thought I had given up my one opportunity to get in this business. To go back, to go to Fort Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, it was such a huge relief. To you know, be able to come here, it was it was almost like a new lease on life. Very much so. I could I could imagine that. Feeling. And it and you know I told myself that hey, I just got to make the most of this now. You know, you're back in you you are back where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So go make the go make the most of it. And it looks like you have, my friend. <laughs> I've tried to. Anyway. And Jack is usually since he's been so 2013 is when since you've been at this stage. Yes. Jack is also like the orientation leader. So when you first get hired at News Three, Jack is one of the first few people you meet. Um, and actually I got into 
So after Temple, there's a period for every sports person mm-hmm. when you realize you're in news and you're not built for news. Like yes. everyone who does news reporting in our newsroom and beyond, you are built differently and God yep. bless all of you. 1000%. Um, get my first job in San Angelo, Texas. You have to Google this place. I don't blame you. Middle of God bless Texas. Right? Uh, Jerry Bradshaw, uh, Jerry Bradshaw, uh, John, John Bra- Bradshaw Layfield. Right. JBL says that he's, you know, from God, Sweetwater, Texas. I was about an hour away from Sweetwater. Mm-hmm. So middle of nowhere, God bless Texas. Um, but I loved my time there, man. And I had the same reaction that you did. Ran into this guy, Manny Diaz, uh, yes. who's over at San Angelo Live now. Shout out to Manny. My first sports director in the business. Uh, just wonderfully, like a wonderful dude. Uh, Time Warner Cable News would give me a couple opportunities to shoot games here and there. I was already kind of in Central Texas, so moving to another small town in Texas wasn't a big deal. But man, I I loved my time there. I I was I was pretty much the same guy who was always in the office, um, ready to go wherever to shoot whatever, and just covered from high school basketball to baseball to everything in between. Angelo State, shout mm-hmm. out to the Rams, um, Rams and Bells out there. Uh, just covered some really good Division Two basketball out there. That was a lot of fun. And one thing I try to tell everybody is that, like, you have to treat every team that you cover, no matter what market size you're in. I think San Angelo's in the high 190s still. It has to be like you're covering the Falcons, the Hawks, the Cowboys, whatever. Exactly. Because these people care. A exactly. lot more people show up for the San Angelo Central High School games than they did the Angelo State games. And for a while, Angelo State played at Central High School Stadium. <laughs> so, well, it was like a municipal stadium. So, yeah. it was a massive stadium, though. Got to see Odessa Permian play. So, that mm-hmm. was the Friday Night Lights team. Did some really cool stories out there. Went to Savannah, and then we met up. I can hear you that's, that's kind of where we started our story. So, I go to Savannah, Georgia. Wanted to spread my wings. Don't have any family close by in Georgia. Parents, of course, freaking out. I tell them, I'll be fine. Um, survive in Savannah because man, Savannah's kind of expensive, but there was one game. I remember we covered Georgia Southern football. Yep. Georgia Southern. Um, of course we, tr- we treat them like they're the Longhorns or the, uh, or, or the dogs. They open up their season at Auburn at Jordan Hare stadium. That was insane. My first time walking in Jordan Hare was like, this place is huge. And that's where I run into this guy. And so to lead you to the other end of that. So I'm working here at news three and the first I've always wanted to do sports always. Okay. But I, I can't, man, I can't remember who told me this, but you know, um, get your foot in the door. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was told this by, um, I was at a U, uh, journalism camp in high school mm-hmm. at, at Grady college at UGA. And, um, Joe Dennis told me that God bless Joe Dennis. He used to run the G, uh, GSPA. He was fantastic. Right. Uh, I went to two journalism camps up there and, um, my gosh, uh, he always said, get your foot in the door and then do your work. So that's a great. That's a, that's some great advice for anything. Honestly, I got my foot in the door and I'm like, okay, but I want to do sports. Right. But I, so it was my outlet. So I, um, started working behind the scenes in production uh, get promoted full time six months after I start here because cool. we this was at the time as the station was coming out of a recession, so we started expanding our newscast and everything. So uh, we are so I end up and the first thing I do is I get I try to start ingraining myself with our sports team, which at the time was Jonathan Husky and Dane Young, and um so I. Fight! I, I had to fight like heck to you know get on the prep zone crew. <laughs> I had to fight like heck because I was the um, eleven o'clock video editor at the time. 
Oh, so you had to be back in house way before then. Exactly. Got you. So I, when I say I had to fight, I had to fight. So you couldn't leave the city limits at that no. point. No. <laughs> like I would. Memorial Stadium was your home, pretty much. Memorial Stadium, Central, Connect. Uh, you saw like, some good games though, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. But I did not go outside. You would not go to Manchester. No, or, <laughs> no chance of going to Lagrange. Not, not at first. But then when they started seeing how well I shot, yeah, that was like, okay, we got to start sending you places. You're good. Yeah, man. Jack so, is one of our best shooters on Friday nights, so, still to this day. So when, so when we get, so we get to that point. So a year two in 2014, that's when I start going out, and you know, that's when I'm going to Callaway, and I'm going to Lynette, and I'm going to Auburn, and I'm going to all these places across the Chattahoochee Valley, and that's where I start making my mark and 2014 is also when we start the preps on preview and uh that gosh, humble beginnings there baby love very, that the preps on preview uh it came forth simply because i was coming off of a bad breakup and i just decided to go head first into my career and out out of the concrete springs of rose and baby we got an amazing thing <laughs> and, going and we and the preps on preview i think what we're going on season nine this year is it really season nine? i think i think it's season nine because this wow. will be my it will be season nine because this will be my 10th prep zone wow so, season nine of the prep zone this is also the first the uh prep zone preview when i got here is like jack you're putting on at least a blazer when you get on oh on my set. god that was hard <laughs> that was very hard got anybody, you though anybody who knows me knows that was hard for me and now look at you wearing suits every day it's a miracle <laughs> but um so yeah do the prep zone do the prep zone preview and then like i said just keep working and working and they started trusting me enough to where okay we trust you you know want to go cover some games so uh dan young took me to uh Georgia, Missouri in 2015, I want to say. Wow. Was that your first time at? That uh, was my first time Sanford? at Sanford Stadium. Wow. Um, and that was the second to last home game for Mark Rick. Okay, I got you. Um, and but um he took me to UGA and that was my first time there. And they start, you know, trusting me with these games. Mm-hmm. And uh that um that ends up with me covering the Auburn game for them because they were covering the Georgia game. Okay. So that's how I end up covering Georgia Southern Auburn that day, and that's where I run into you for the first time. That is absolutely crazy. I didn't I didn't realize that at all. I remember asking Jack, how loud will this place get? Because for people who haven't been to Dirt and Hair, it is almost shocking to see how close the stands are to the field. Oh, it's very close. And the only way you can really describe how loud Dirt and Hair Stadium gets is it's Stupid loud. Yeah, that's very true. And oh my gosh, they ate Georgia Southern alive. Yeah, this Shy was, Works almost got just <sighs> hit out of his shoes one one on one of those hits. And God bless Shy Works because I think this was also Derek Brown and Marlon when they were it starting was. to become Derek it Brown was. and Marlon. And uh, it was the Tyson Summer Georgia Southern Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson Summer's wonderful human being, just not a good run at Georgia Southern. Yeah. And you know our news director Connor Hackling still kind of like he kind of you know. Uh, he, he rolls his eyes back every time he's, we mention he's that He's not name. his favorite person. But um, that was the beginning of meeting meeting Jack. I remember him being incredibly helpful. Uh, I was with Greg Talbot at the time. After we shout seen, out to Greg Talbot. Shout out to Greg Talbot over on the West Coast now. Um, and his he's loving Gonzaga alum, loving his Zags and what they're doing right now. And they're number one now. Yep. But uh, uh, that's a problem. I also kind of became a Gonzaga, fan, like a default honorary Zag because I worked with so many Zags early on in my career. But... Um, yeah, after that, uh, WSAB, the time just came. We're like, I, I, I think I want the director spot now because I've been working my tail off. Mm-hmm. And I applied to go back to Texas. There's a station out there, don't want to name names, a station that promised me one thing. 
and it they went another direction. Yeah. So quick lesson here: don't believe anything until it's in writing. Yep. Um, I had actually renegotiated my contract to leave SAV earlier, and I was like, "Oh, Fox went out with a this this place didn't want to go with me." Now I'm kind of like I'm ready to be an Uber driver back in Houston. Gosh, that was talk about humbling. And like when you're in the door and you realize your exit's about to come, it it's man, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I go, I just start applying to next star stations, everywhere left and right. Luckily, my my GM at the time in Savannah was wonderful. He emailed David Hart at the time, who's the general manager here, and this is the one of the first places that I heard back from. It was here, East Lansing. Um, where actually Alex Sims, she was up there. I don't know. I don't think she's there anymore, but she worked at, uh, Fox 10 out in San Angelo where mm-hmm. I worked at. And so she was up there. I had one of my former interns working in East Lansing, not for the next star station. Um, I applied to Hawaii just because I needed a job. But when Columbus popped up, uh, that was like, okay, first of all, it's gonna be an easy move. Second of all, I remember running into this guy, Jack Patterson, in Auburn. So I'm like, okay, so Auburn's close by. And then when I come here and I interview here, um, it was Justin Holbrock at the time. Yeah. I think Brendan, I don't think Brendan was Brent, in the building. He wasn't Brent, in the building. He was in the yeah. Augusta at the time, right? Yeah. Brendan had just loved to go back to um, our station in Augusta. Right. Um, doing great job out there. What, what's up, B? And then um, it was you and Justin. I remember having an instant chemistry with you two. We go out to dinner and we talk about like what I wanted for the News 3 Sports Uh Department, I think it obviously worked out well. I remember seeing this WWF poster, WWF yes. Legends poster in the sports office. We need to get some more uh, pro wrestling stuff in there. That's an, that's topics coming up also. But I remember just getting a really good vibe, and I was like, you know what, this is the spot. Sign the dotted line, and end up at WRBL. And shout out to you, Jack, because when I got here, y'all, I didn't know what a Carver, Spencer, or Central was. Like, I, I had no idea how to say Lochapoca, Lafayette, <laughs> Ufala. I had no idea how to say them properly. Jack sat me down with a PowerPoint preview of every single team because I think I was coming in here just three weeks away from the football season. Two right? weeks. Two weeks ahead of the football season. So I, need to, I needed to know what a Heritage Bowl was. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. They weren't putting me on set yet. No, so. not yet. Not yet. And I come in here like, okay, what in the... I, like, I move into my first apartment, which I did not see in person. That was a mistake. And... The dorm. The dorm. Yeah. I, <laughs> the village of Cherokee. What's up? Um, lived in the dorm for a little bit. And I tell you, man, this place has given me everything I've dreamt of and more. Like, the games you and I have covered, the games we've all been a part of, the prep zone was... And shout out to the last call. Uh, this place has given me, gosh, it's given me everything. It really, really has. Like if I could rewind time and tell young Rex what was, was about to happen, man. It's like I have the faith that this place has given in me. And I know that I dropped some people off the wall. Um, that would be Jack. Yes, Jack has been up the wall several times. He's, he's actually had to, <laughs> to, to corral me down from the wall a couple times. But it's, it's really been amazing. It's been amazing to see part of this brand. And Justin Hallbrock doing amazing work in yes. Columbus, Ohio. Absolutely. I mean, that guy's an unsung hero of this department. Um, Shakira Speaks doing amazing yes. things in Charlotte. Uh, she was on our our SEC Roundtable alumni. Is actually pretty solid, bro. Dude, it that 
that was a foursome right there. Like right. just a squad. One of those things that I always wanted to do in my time here was give people opportunities and find formats to give people opportunities. I think our SEC roundtable talk has always been kind of a proving ground. We're like, yes. look, if you want to be in sports, here's an opportunity where we can talk about something everyone's passionate about. Yep. We can talk about it intelligently. We can have debates. It's not first take. It's not uh, taking off a show. I already said it. It's not too first takey. And it's very much like, well, we can banter and have fun, and it's still an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it, it really, I think it helped you shape your personality It's because it's just putting you on a platform. You, I was looking at some of the other ones. You go from this guy who's kind of measured and trying to fit a role to just being Jack. Because the Preps on Preview, you, you do a phenomenal job as a host, and that just allows us to have fun. Now, I remember also Justin and I having several conversations like, Justin was ready to go and move on because he had been a news reporter. He put in the work mm-hmm. and gosh, he was part of, like, we were part of that final four run. We saw yep. some national champions. We saw uh, college world series, college, run too. college world series runs, um, state championship runs. He covered central's first as uh, the first championship under Jamie DeBose, um, high school champions left and right. God, I think my first year here, we had like 11 state champions. We were planning a special just because That's we, had right. so, we had so many champions that Championship year. Valley. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was – oh, man, that was that was crazy. But I remember after him leaving, like one of the people we wanted to have see get an opportunity was you. And we we eventually uh, – Gene Kirkconnell comes in. It was, you know, his idea to birth this place. Uh, yeah, out. this off, this studio is Gene Kirkconnell's idea. Shout out to Gene uh, for that. But – um. I remember him bringing you into the office. It was me, Justin, Connor, and Art. And Art. And I remember you coming in there having this look like, what, what? did I do? Right. How did I screw this up? I'm going to say, I got, listen, I have Rex and Justin in here. <laughs> I have Gene in here. Right. I have Connor, who was the assistant news director at the time. He's now our news director. Right. Gene is now at our station in Mobile. And I have Art, who is my boss in production. I'm like, <laughs> I have done something terribly wrong, and I feel like I'm about to get fired. Right. Like, this is the intervention scene. Yeah. I'm like, what have I done? We briefly talked about this, but I wanted to get it from your point of view here was when you got the news that you're the guy. What was that like? I didn't. I thought he was, I thought he was BSing me, to be honest. Really? I was like, ain't no way. You're kidding. <laughs> I didn't believe it at first. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw you nodding and Justin nodding and Connor nodding and I saw Art nodding, I'm like, holy bleep, this is for real? <laughs> Good job on censoring yourself, by the way. Well, once again, I don't have time to deal with the FCC. <laughs> we don't got money with that either. No, so. I, I listen, I ain't, I ain't rolling like that. I ain't that. got time and the money for it. But you, but I, I remember you instantly getting, flashing that million dollar smile that you have and just <laughs> laughing. I was laughing to keep from crying because <laughs> I'm like, I am not about to boohoo cry in front of you guys. Oh, you were on that level. I was on that level. Cause you got to understand that was a, it, it was literally a dream come true. Like to be able to, to be able to do sports full time in this area, in this, in my hometown, it's the dream for everybody. And honestly. you got to understand I had given up on that dream. Because I was, you know, at the at that t- point in time, I'm 27 years old, okay? Yeah. You don't see people at that age starting their sports career. Yeah, you really don't. You don't. So I I, I had pretty much, you know, like, you know what? I'm going to be a director. Because I was directing our weekend newscast at the time. Doing a phenomenal job at it. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be a director, going to be a video editor. Like, I loved it. I, I didn't hate it. And then we, we had the last call at the time. That was it's, your baby at that point. And- you, you know, especially with Justin leaving. So, you know... 
I, I had came to the point where I'm like, you know what? This is, you know, I, this is what I was destined to do. And I, I had come to grips with it. Yeah. So when all this came about, I'm like, you know what? Uh, when Gene and Connor came up to me and said, they, they came up to me in June of that year. Yeah. Saying, uh, June of what, 19? Um, and saying that, you know, we want you to apply. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. And for, for everyone out there kind of pulling back the curtain, the summertime, especially in sports, when a lot less sports are happening, like because, you know, high schools are out. Yeah. Colleges are out. That's usually the hiring period. That's kind of the free agency period. Where exactly. Like people start moving. So they tell you to apply. And are you just like, why? I'm just like, y'all really want me to apply? Yeah. Because everybody had been saying around the station for years, like, you should apply. You should apply. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to get it. You know, but they were like, you know, we want you to apply. So, and man, I had to work like crazy that those next couple of months to get a resume reel together yeah. and, you know, basically prove myself and what you did. And, you know, like I said, when that moment happened, you know, I was laughing to keep from crying because I could have honestly it, like just all the emotions. Like I literally, after we got done, I went out to my car and cried man, because that that is literally the big, you know, at that point in time, that was the biggest thing that ever happened to me in my career. Yeah. And it was the realization of a lifelong dream. Like I'm going to be doing sports for a living. Like. Sure. Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream comes true. Kind like of moment. seriously. <laughs> it is. It's literally that. And it's just holy. Like I still get, I still get chills talking about it to this day. Honestly, I do too. It's one. It's one of the top, if not the top moment in because, that office right now. Because, just, man, like that is just such a big deal, and to do it in your hometown. And that was the thing that stood out. Like there were wonderfully qualified people. I get that, and you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's one of those things where there were some candidates that we were looking at, but like the way you cover these teams and these sports with the passion you have. And allowed me to learn and, be, and roll into that. If there's any advice we can give anybody out there listening to this, if you're going to a place where you aren't from, realize quickly and fast that you have to start covering this like they're, 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 there's a passion behind it. Because exactly. there's a passion behind every school. The people care. And people quickly pick up on BS when you're not covering them well. Like, again, I, if I were to go out to Shaw and be like, okay, I'm here, blah, 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 blah. What do you think of the game? Yada, yada, yada. Are you going to watch? No. You got to actually put some heart into it. Exactly. So, and that's what I've loved about that. I've loved seeing your journey and we got to talk about it. <laughs> we, you know, it has to come. <laughs> if you go to Jack's Twitter page, there yep. is still a pinned video that I absolutely love. It was Jack's first time going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to see. The only time I've been to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's also very true. <laughs> that, that, that's stuff outside of our control. But Joe Burrow goes to play Tua Tagovailoa and the Crimson Tide, who pretty much everyone has written in as to be the national champion. Number two versus number three, the game of the century part, I don't know, 20. Do you realize that you probably saw what, like, uh, probably upwards of 15 first-rounders in that in that game? Yeah. Because you saw the number one overall pick, a top 10 pick, every wide receiver there. Was Edwards a, Elaire was in that game. The rookie of the year was just in that game. Mm-hmm. So Devon, you saw... The uh, Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, was in that game. You saw two Heisman Trophy winners, yeah. Devontae and Joe. And Joe, that's right. Dude, wow. I was covering the um, Fountain City Classic at the time. Yeah, that sounds about and, right. You know, I was at... Which HBCU Classics, y'all, hit different. Yep. So um, you go there... 
and you do this thing that everyone does at the end of the game, you know, your, your standups, the little like stand up. they are hard, especially when you're tired and mm-hmm. you've met deadline. So I get the package back. Uh, he sends it back via we transfer MVP of our lives. Yep. And, um, you know, I put uh, everything goes on air. He shoots it wonderfully. It's great. I call him up like, Hey, look, just be safe. Uh, t- traditional call. We always check up on each other. Like, Hey, look, great job today. How are you feeling? Are you going to be good? Yeah. And Jack, yeah, I'll be fine. I have it. I, I think I remember you telling me I have a story to tell you when I get back. Mm-hmm. Well, see, here's the thing. I had a hotel. I had gotten myself a hotel that night. Yeah, because um, I, Tuscaloosa is what a three plus hour drive away. Yeah, and I wasn't. It was leaving. a it was a late kick too, or was it three thirty? It was kick? a three thirty kick, but gotcha. I wasn't done with my stuff until like ten o'clock. You were so early in the business and like still getting over the hump of finding your rhythm, right? Yeah. So it was. I'm like, there's no way I'm driving home tonight. Right. So I uh, I had a hotel um, down in I want to say Calera. Uh, oh yeah, because you wouldn't find nothing in Tuscaloosa for that. Exactly. Game. So I, I'm down in um, I'm down in Calera, and there was a Whataburger right in front of it. So shout, shout out, out to Water. that. Yeah, shout out to Whataburger. So, so um, I'm down I'm down there, but I'm like, dude, I have a store. I put it in. I think we had the group chat at the time. Oh, uh, between you, me, Justin, and a couple other people. It was me, you, Justin, um, Joey Ripley, who used to work here. Shout out, Joey, and uh, Drew Platter, who's our graphics um, director. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Drew. Shout out to Drew. <laughs> Drew is the also he stirs the pot around here. Drew is one of the biggest trolls on God's green earth. We love, we love him. We, we have absolutely to. love him. We have to. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I sent it in the group chat. I'm like, guys, you're not gonna believe what happened. I, I remember hearing that, and I was like, all right, can't wait to see what happened. So, and then I posted in the group chat. We go crazy. We go absolutely crazy, and of course. We remember telling you, hey, you got to censor some stuff. Yes. Just to be safe. Yes. So we're talking about, go ahead, Jack. We're talking about when um, Marty Smith uh, came in the middle of that, st- after that stand up when I screwed up. Because uh, that was me being too fancy, trying to add love too much. Because there's no prompter when we're out in the field. We're just. You're staring at a camera. This is our teleprompter. This is our teleprompter, and it doesn't work really well when you're very tired. Before the tide came roaring back in the second half and setting up a shootout for the ages, that culminated. God dang it. Exactly, and I had been up that since 6.30 that morning. Because you got to be the game day traffic. Well, no, here's the deal. That was the game that President Trump came to as well. So oh, you had to get mercy. there super early to get through the security detail because super security the- was super... Super serious. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, had, the, the president's there. So, so and college game days there and everything. So, you had to get there super early. So, I had left Columbus like about 7 15 in the morning. And that's after a prep zone, too, right? That was after a prep zone. So, I was. You ain't getting no sleep. <laughs> I was dog tired by that point. So, I. Uh, so. Yeah, you've been working for 14 hours at that point. Yeah. I was, 13, yeah. 13, 14 hours at that point. Exactly. So, I'm dog tired. And my brain is not exactly functioning 100%. And you can tell when Marty walks up and I realize it because I'm, you know, let's just be honest. I'm At that point, I'm delusional. Dude, don't let nobody tell you it ain't, man. It's real. Do you want to know the hardest part? The hardest part of our job is what you're doing right now. The, the, the tape stand-up, hate them. I hate them, man, because it ain't like if, if you're live and you kind of mess up, whatever, you just keep on digging. This thing, you want to be just perfect. I can't stand them. Kill them. Okay, <laughs> is this really Marty Smith? And my eyes just want you. Whoa. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's Marty. And that's when it's I realized Marty. who it is. And gosh, man. L- let me say this on the record, okay? All right. Marty Smith 
everything you see on Marty's see on camera about Marty Smith and you know everything you hear about how nice of a guy he is and everything it doesn't words cannot describe what kind of man Marty Smith is amen words cannot describe and Rex can vouch for me for that and I also say that about Ryan McGee as well shout out to McGee Marty and McGee because we have had the opportunity to meet both of those guys multiple times because you actually met Ryan McGee the week after that the week after that uh, I get the call because Auburn both freshman year Auburn's Mm -hmm. on a pretty good run and they're going to Death Valley same the Joe Burrow year yep it's very rare when we get to do these very long road trips. And just by the, time. Na- by the nature of the job, I'm like, look, let me let me go da- that way. In case anything goes wrong, we can put it on my head. I go to Death Valley, which you got to go to Death Valley. Mm-hmm. Night, well, because fourth quarter, Combat and Rouge is monstrous. Um, but I get there, and I see Ryan McGee. And I don't know if – I think it's the same thing with you and me. Is like there's a moment where you see these ESPN personalities like in real life. Yes. You almost don't want to move because you might scare them off. Well, but, not only and, that, and but you realize, trying, like, is that actually? But you're that? trying not to bother them either because they're working too, and we're working. We're working. Everyone has a job to do, and you can't really fanboy at that point. Exactly. But I, like, you know, man. Marty and McGee have been nothing but great to us. Exactly. In the few moments that we've had together, we ran into them at SEC Media Days. Yes. But I love what he told you. And if you haven't seen the video, Jack, what did he tell you? So basically, he says it's hard. Yeah. The standups are hard. You know, they're not easy. You know, and you know that you know is one of his least favorite parts of the job. Yep. But he said, "Keep going, keep grinding, keep keep plowing." You know, that's and man, that if that ain't a metaphor for you know what you have to do in this business and in life in general, and, and in life in general, got to keep on plowing. Exactly, and, and he's he's been just like I said, man. To tell you how incredible Marty Smith is is just I I don't have the words. <laughs> Marty has been. Wonderful. I I love seeing y'all's friendship. I really do. And I have to say the same goes for McGee. Those two, as big as they made it, because they are needle movers. They're big time. They're big time. They're needle movers in this business. You know when Marty McGee show up to either a football game, a basketball game. It's a big game. Yeah, or even like the NASCAR coverage. Like ESPN, for for what it's worth, they kind of give it to them. Yeah. And then it's in very capable hands. And they let them be them. That's the one that's the one thing I love about them is that they're unapologetically unapologetically themselves. Right. And they a boy from Tennessee and a boy from West Virginia doing amazing things. Great books, by the way. Exactly. Um, but yeah, what I've also loved about this, and I've mentioned this to other people and you, is that you yes, you go viral. You get you basically get Twitter famous. You have your 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 following went through the roof after that oh, point. It tripled, I think. Yeah, something like that. And I love how res- the responsibility you've taken with that. Well, you know, because people can can get in their head like, okay, I'm big time now, but that's not what that moment was. And what you've done is only picked up your game. Well, the the thing about it is, and the way I saw it is, is that number one, there was I couldn't let myself get big headed. Yeah. You know, and I've all. The attention, I've never been an attention seeker, okay? I've, that's never been my MO. You know, that's not why I'm in this business. Yeah. I'm not an attention seeker. But, you know, the big the, the big thing with that, man, is that it made so many people happy. It really did. And I'm just like, we've got to capitalize on that momentum and just, you know, put more smiles on people's faces. Yeah. You know, because Twitter can be just like, it can be brutal. It could be an ugly, ugly place. And it can turn quickly like that. But, you know, and you, and you saw it, Rex. You saw mm-hmm. how how much, you know, love and support was coming from that video. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's, you know, I just, I just felt the responsibility. Like we have to be able to capitalize on that. And, you know, I didn't, you know, like I said, I've, I've never been one to try to be, you know, the ego driven or anything like that. You know, I just, you know, try to be unapologetically myself, you know, and we're better for it. I, you know, I, I am who I am and <laughs> everyone you know, else is taken. Just be you. So, uh, and you know, that's, that's what I tried to be. And, you know, just be nice to people. That's the moral of this story. It's not hard. It's just really be not nice just, to people. And I, I think what I've tried to do too is, is, you know, say thank you more. Yeah. Appreciate people more. Um, I, and I'll, I'll say this too, to everyone out there. Like, yes, technically I'm the sports director, but I have always seen this place as a partnership that I relied on you on a lot of things. I bounce a lot of ideas off of you and the ideas that you've taken, you know, we have to run with your ideas too. That's what I think makes our, our department very strong. And we rely on that. Um, ever since that moment too, Jack has been the people can attest to this around the office. Everyone loves Jack. He, he's a guy who keeps the, the, the morale up even in places where the deadlines go absolutely crazy and stretches like this, i.e. Friday nights, Friday nights, tournament time. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, like our responsibility of capturing these moments for kids who are going through an amazing time in their lives. Exactly. Let's do our best to put it forward because outside of cell phones and parents doing this, like how else are they going to remember it? Exactly. Maybe, what, maybe what, WRBL can provide a, a something, a cool memory that they can see eventually. Exactly. And, and, that, and that's the most important thing about this. And that's one of the favorite, my favorite parts of this job is that we have an opportunity to showcase these kids and put them in a positive spotlight. Cause it's so, it's so often where you can be, we see kids in a negative spotlight. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I hate seeing it, you know, but you know, we have an opportunity to put kids in a positive spot, a positive light and show them doing some good and, you know, showcasing their talents and, you know, the God given abilities that they have. And that, that's important to me. That's it's a huge, it's a huge mission of ours as well. I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, the movement to be nicer. I think I, I love how everyone can still go back to that. And again, everyone out there, this is who he is day in and day out. Um, I love how the moment still continues on. Uh, every time we do run into Marty at SEC Media Days, or I ran like into that. him at the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that's right. And um, and it was literally in passing. Is <laughs> is literally he's going he's going out right. You're going left, and we're busy as all get out. And like literally, I th- man, what I was halftime. I think. Yeah, I ran. I ran into uh, McGee at the uh, at the. Um, national championship game, which I was lucky to go enough to go to. Yeah. Again, super nice human being still there. Still talks to his dad. Everyone like he's, they're just who they are. And exactly. on this platform, I'll do it with you. Thank you, Marty McGee for everything you've done for us. 1000%. It may look little to y'all, but you guys, you have no idea what it means to us. Okay. Well, I know that we we could be running a little long here. I don't care. But, um, I mean, moving on, moving on to like, what has been a really cool moment ever since you've taken over this job? I'll give you a top three. Gosh, man, that is hard. That's hard. That is very hard because it's been a lot. We've gone through a lot in these near three years. Yeah. Um, Orange Bowl is definitely up there. Oh, man, that was fun. Or, or, Orange and plus, Bowl. we got to experience uh, bringing in the new year on hard, at Hard Rock Stadium. With the with the fireworks going off above o- overhead. That was. With the Georgia Bulldog confetti at your feet. Exactly. And me. Base, Jack's baseball slide, y'all. <laughs> Might need a little work, but worth it. Listen, the dirt's not down at that stadium anymore, so. <laughs> I remember the security guards coming up with us. I was like, are you okay? And I said yes, and the answer was no. no. <laughs> like, my leg hurt. Uh-huh. And, like, and we drove back, and I my leg was hurting like heck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, 
But yeah, the Orange Bowl definitely. Um, gosh, uh, man, I, there's so much. Um, I would say covering College Game Day at Auburn Arena Good. in 2020, which was right before the pandemic started. The Outlive Game. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Outlive Game. Um, that game was absolutely bananas. Yeah, and you know when they beat Kentucky and. Yep. Gosh, that man! I I always think, what if with that team? Yeah, very much so. You know, one call goes if one call doesn't go their way or goes their way. So um, Kyle guy, yeah, that dude exactly. Um, so definitely that one, and then um, I'm thinking, crap. <laughs> uh, it's that last spot that's hard. It's la- it's hard, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna say just some of the amazing high school sports that we have covered. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I, and, and I I have to group them up because there's so many, you know, that Troop County Carver region championship game from two years ago. Oh yeah. That, wow. that epic. Um, Callaway finally getting to the mountaintop and winning on, the state championship. Yeah. Um, the Carver girls, go, you know, go, winning their state championship. Yep. Um, what you call it? Uh, the American Sumter girls playing Troop County for the state championship. Oh, that was a great environment. That environment was absolutely bananas in, um, at the Centerplex in Macon. Um, Auburn winning the um, state baseball championship last year. Yep. Uh, funny, like quick, funny story about that. Auburn wins game one at a different location. They go to the uh, Biscuit Stadium. The next day. The next day. Jack shoots game two. And we both look at each other like, well, we're both here. Jack shot one game. And Jack looks at me like, Rex, you covered the game and they won. You're covering this game now. Because superstitions are a thing. <laughs> Cover the game and they win the state championship. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a really good one. So, you're welcome, Auburn High School. <laughs> so, uh, quickly, though, for me, um, man, the national championship was special. I just wish behind the scenes a little bit, ESPN has paid a lot of money to cover that event yes. and those events. So, we're technically not allowed to shoot the actual game. Mm-hmm. But we covered a lot of stuff outside of there. Uh, so, there's that. Um, I covered... My first year working in sports in Georgia, I saw Benedictine complete the perfect season. Uh, so that was up there. Sorry, that was when Callaway, they also played Callaway in the Final Four to get there. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't play. No. <laughs> that was a bad time. But They've, they've denied two teams down here of championships. DC is legit. DC is legit. Um, the College World Series 2 is up there. And then 3B is Callaway winning it. Just because what that community means to us now. We've had Andrew Carraway on here, who the passion yes. and the love that they have out there. But uh, this has been uh, for our, however this highlight, the, this highlight factory. That's what we call ourselves. Yes, this highlight factory uh, run is. I, I will always remember it. Um, you know, both on. I was about to use on and off the field, in and outside of the office. Uh, my life is better because of Columbus, Georgia. This place will mean so much to me wherever the next chapter is. My friendship with you. You're basically family at this point. <laughs> um, but I think we're also all time to introduce a new segment to this uh, to the podcast. Uh, it is our job to kind of spotlight sports icons. I don't know if we fit in that category yet, but uh, in this area, um, in a certain way, you know that that obviously means X's and O's. That means their grind, their work ethic. We're going to call this segment though outside the box. So yep. something outside of sports that you were either passionate about into Jack. What is it? Well, I think this one combines both of us here. Very true. And it, it is a big reason why we are so close and why we <laughs> work so well together. And it is our love of professional wrestling. Yes, sir. So uh, For a while, y'all, there was a time, we joked, there was a budget for pay-per-views. 
We legitimately have watched Impact pay per views and and how many WWE pay per views in that AEW as well. AEW pay per views as well. <laughs> so we have watched a ton of pay per views in that office. Uh, yeah, the wrestling poster was a big reason why I got into that. Obviously, I'm a big you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Mark. You were. Uh, gosh, who? Uh, who C- CM Punk, Stone Cold, The Rock. Kevin Owens. For a while, Jack had a really impressive run of only wearing wrestling shirts into the office. Well, that also stopped when, you know. You had to go outside of the and be an adult in the world. Exactly. But, hey, you know, I, I think it would be really awesome. AEW, WWE, Impact, Evolve. Whoever needs a Ring of Honor when you want to come back to Georgia and help us out. I'm just saying. Hey, you gotta, man, I'll go out there. Hey, man, I'm just saying. We could be a pretty good. We could be a good commentary team. I'm just going to put that out there. Exactly. Scott Brand tried to make us wrestle each other last year. Because <laughs> Scott, Brand, Scott Brand is also a lunatic running the River Dragons <laughs> and, and the Chatterhouse. And we mean that in the nicest of ways. Yeah, we absolutely do. We're glad that you're here for us. So professionally, professional wrestling marks are your WRBL sports department. And, uh, well, we got to ask that final question, Jack. I'll ask it to you first. Oh, wow. Who do you want to see in that in that chair? You know, I never thought about I was going to have to answer this question. I'm, I'm actually, I'm cheating because I'm thinking of my answer right now. Oh, that's, <laughs> you son of a gun. Oh, man, I have to think about this one. Uh, who would I want to see on our podcast, which means we would interview. Right. And we and we have to go get, we have to kind of do the work anyway. <laughs> I'm here to say, we got to do the work anyway. Yeah, so. I guess so. Uh, let's see. Uh, shoot. Um Gosh, it, this is a tough one. Um, because there's so many people that I would I would say, but um, well, I'll, do you want me to give my answer first? Because you I, go. So my thing, I think, just because we're in the middle of our basketball run, I would love to interview Anton Hunley. Yes, for for the Carver Girls basketball team, he's a guy who has turned that program into a powerhouse. Olivia mm-hmm. Cochran's there. They retired her number a couple years ago. Yep. All American. She's now at Louisville. She's now at Louisville. Gonna be, and he legitimately said she's going to be a WNBA star. And I can't wait for that. I mean, she's already doing stuff with Team USA. So and she she won a gold medal with the three on three team. Mm-hmm. Um, and she still comes back every once in a while to like support the the Lady Tigers. Um, wonderful young lady, wonderful basketball player. There was nothing she couldn't do on the court. Exactly. And girls basketball needs more of our support, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, I think what he's done, He, I kind of joke that he's the uh, John Thomas of the air because he always has the towel on his shoulder. And he, he runs that team like a Georgetown team. He's got six region championships now. Bro, he, he's putting up the Jordan pose with the region championships. And he, I, I would love to hear what it takes for him to, to, why, first of all, get into the girls game? Second of all, why, what pushes him? And third of all, like, what does it mean to this community to give them something to be proud of and look forward to? Because I'll be honest, when we go to Carver and we think basketball season, I immediately think the girls team first. Uh, I mean, just the, it's the atmosphere. You know, I've been, you know, I've had the pleasure of being around Carver a lot. Yeah. You know, I've, School had, on the hill. I mean, ODH, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, and um, my aunt and two uncles both went to Carver and played sports for Carver. So I've football, been a, some, some football stars on your team in your yeah. family too, right? Gosh, <laughs> I, I'm the one football star. I'm the one person that did not turn into a football. Well, star. you were, you're a trailblazer. You had to go in the tennis round. <laughs> <laughs> I have two playoff appearances to my name and that's hey, about it. Counts and, and one spiked chest. Oh gosh. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a, 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 a option B was the kid that Jack spiked in the chest. I would love to interview that guy. Oh, uh, I don't, even, I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, unless coach Mack still has those records from tw- 2009. I got it. Coach Mack. Yeah. That's what, that was who, one of the people I would, I would Let's um, bring coach Mack in here because coach Mack is absolutely incredible. Uh, she, let's, let's think about it. She had to inherit a program that was kind of a throwaway program at the school. 
Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh-huh. Mac, she still at y'all? Yeah, she's the soft, she coaches softball and tennis there. What do you think? Heck yeah. Let's I'm bring down. Coach Mack in here. I'm kind of the extension of the Jack Patterson story in here. Oh, my gosh. That'd she's... be one. Oh, and I need to get Dylan, we need to get some embarrassing stories of Jack, too. Oh, God. Dylan is our amazing director who we've kept here way too long. But, um, man, this has been but, a but, wonderful podcast, though. Yeah. Gosh, it, absolutely. We could do another three hours, honestly. We really could. We could be here all night long. We really could. But we got families and we got deadlines to meet as I'm well. I'm going to say, I got a show to anchor tonight. Oh, dang. Yeah. So Jack's got to go. Um, I guess this is the part where you usually toss it. We, all right. So we recap. This was awesome. Yes. I do want to say, though, as a sports director, I'm blessed to have you on the team. And I'm really excited that to see where this can go next. And, and you know, honestly, like you, you helped give me the opportunity to live out my dreams. I, you gave a kid from East Columbus the opportunity to go out here and talk sports for a living. I am indebted to you, sir. You were mad. Well, just keep working hard. We'll call it even, my friend. I'm, I'm honored. I'm better for you working here. So, to check, this is this is a little different. To check out this podcast, uh, go to the following places. Either you can check it out on WRBL.com, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. They'll be available because Dylan does amazing work to get them on there. Jack, we also put this stuff up on social media. Where can they find us? You stole my cue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but on social media, we are at Rex Castillo TV Stop. on Twitter, at J Patterson TV on Twitter, WRBL Rex Castillo, WRBL Jack Patterson. And make sure you follow that WRBL Sports account at WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. Hey, Rex, take us home. Hey, he's a professional guy. So that is your WRBL News 3 Sports team and a brief uh, hour plus, I, call, I guess we could call it brief. I, I think we broke the record that we just set with. A couple weeks, a couple episodes ago, Rex. with Jason Gibson. But again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, everything here on any platform that you got. So please give us a follow there. Share this as much as you can. I hope you had fun getting to know us a little bit better because we have a lot of fun in this office. Jack, yep. any final thoughts? Yeah, my sentiments exactly, man. We hope you had a good time listening to behind the scenes stuff here in the Highlight Factory, and we hope to keep on chugging along, man. But man it's all it's all it's all for y'all the viewers we do it because we love this place and we love this area and sports down here is so freaking awesome y'all it is a lit sports environment always but the tag team that is the highlight factory we out we'll see you in a couple weeks see ya